the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to the Henry K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. I know I don't sound great right now, but you know what? I'm feeling really great because today is the last Friday of uh, 2017. I love Fridays in general, and I love being with you guys. I'm so thankful to have you uh, have been a part of uh, my life and my world and my show. Um, and I'm so excited that this is the first AM 1170 broadcast of the daily Andrea K show. People go have a little dynamite in their drop. Yeah, that's right. People are going to be enjoying a little dynamite. And they're drive home every day in San Diego. And so I'm so excited to, to take my show daily because it's going to give me an opportunity to continue to um, share, you know, my life and my, my politics and my opinions and just everything I care about with everybody that's already been supporting me in the show for years. And you all know who you are. Um, but it also gives me an opportunity to engage more people and also bring more content, particularly a little bit more um, state and local content to the show because so goes California. And um, that's not necessarily a good thing. I wish we could spread the beaches and the 70-degree weather. I think it's going to be like 75 at the coast today. wish we could share that, but there's so much we don't want to share. Um, don't have a huge amount. I still am going to be uh, trying to wrap in a whole lot of content in every day in an hour. And so <clears throat> as I look back on saying goodbye to 2017, as I look back on that, and I posted this to you guys on Facebook, what are the top three stories f- to 2017? What did 27 mean to you? So much happened that was absolutely monumental in our world and in our nation in 2017. It's kind of hard to narrow it down to the top five, let alone the top one. But when I look at 2017, and I I think back on that year uh, politically for America. To me, the standout story, and you can tell me if I'm wrong and tell me if you think the number one story or takeaway of 2017 is different than mine. But for me, 2017 will always be remembered as the year that the truth about the deep state and how deep it really is in this country, how absolutely corrupt it is in this country, how it even includes both parties – um, and but is primarily run by the left. What we have found out about how deep it is and what it has been doing in the course of a phony investigation that was meant to do nothing but use the deep state behind the scenes while we Americans have been, have been believing in these institutions, how they have absolutely been so corrupt that their whole mission behind the scenes with this deep state was to not just undermine and subvert uh, the Constitution and the nation, uh, but the but the people and the will of the people, as this deep state has been exposed for trying to unseat a free and fairly elected 
uh, president of the United States. We this is the year that for the first time in my country that I am witnessing a silent coup in action. And so to to say goodbye to 2017 and look forward to 2018. When I was thinking about this as the top story, I couldn't help but bring on uh, David Horowitz as my guest to talk about this. Um, you, you all know who he is. Um, he's all, uh, he's noted for for many things. One of which is understanding the left, and actually he's written a series of books <clears throat> about the left, the black book of the American left. Welcome back to the show, David Horowitz. Thanks for having me. Okay, so for me, the top story of 2017 was, as I just described, involving the deep state and the extent of it. You know, uh, Americans were chanting in 2016, drain the swamp and lock her up, which was not just specific to Hillary Clinton, but it was about an understanding the American people had of um, how it would become us versus them and how D.C. had just gone off the rails and become just such, such a corrupt area involving both parties. Um, you're an expert in this political system, an expert with the left and what they've been doing and trying to do for years. Am I wrong that that's the number one story? And even if not, what's well, yeah, your- but I, I wouldn't be so even handed. Um, yes, the Republicans participate in the corruption, but they're the criminals. I mean, we've had eight years of a criminal administration mm-hmm. prior to Trump. Uh, I mean, the, the, just the IRS scandal, why mm-hmm. aren't those people in jail? The VA scandal, why aren't those people in jail? Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, why isn't she in jail? Comey, I mean, the FBI is so corrupt. This is worse than anything J. Edgar Hoover ever did. I mean, he interfered with a, uh, a national election. Uh, he, he conducted a, an inquiry into Hillary's, you know, what she did was actually technically treason. Mm-hmm. She violated the Espionage Act by putting uh, her, you know, classified secrets on a server that was insecure and therefore open to all our enemies. Uh, she lied to Congress. She lied to the FBI. She obstructed justice when she uh, deleted those emails and scrubbed her her server after being told they that. Congress wanted it for, uh, you know, for evidence. Um, and, and Comey did a deposition without taking a transcript where he had made up his mind, as we now know, mm-hmm. beforehand, without videoing it, and allowing her to have two of her accomplices, Cheryl Mills uh, and Huma Aberdeen, uh, present, uh, uh, you know, as her counsels, her lawyers. Mm-hmm. And then let, let, let me just interject, and we the, also had Loretta... Yeah. in American history. <clears throat> Absolutely. And the criminals are not only at large, they're still active. Yeah, but, but the reason why I felt like I had to be even-handed and talk about the Republicans is that it's astounding to me with everything that you just laid out, except with it, with it, uh, I, I would only add the Loretta Lynch tarmac meeting in which we had an, a sitting, a sitting oh, attorney. Loretta Jeff. Lynch and Holder also oh, yeah. Absolutely. While while we have evidence of that, and then on top of it, we have actual evidence of electioneering with a foreign agency where we've got the Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, you know, hijacking the DNC, hiring a foreign agent, and with this uh, Christopher Steele and the defamation file known as the dossier, which was obviously we can't see the FISA warrant. Anybody who's got the sense, God gave a donut. David knows that that dossier was used purposefully to launch an an investigation where we had a Democrat sitting president investigating the opposition party candidate and his campaign and eavesdropping and surveilling them on the basis of that dossier. Why haven't we seen the FISA? But the reason why I have to be even handed and I have to hold the Republican Party 
party accountable is because they haven't done any any accountability. Why did Jeff Sessions accept the nomination to be attorney general and then immediately recuse himself and basically sit back and not do his job? To me, that is absolutely astounding, and he's just as bad to me as the rest of them. We've had, you know, uh, the, well, a majority of... With you. I, tell, I okay, tell me how I'm wrong on, on Sessions. Well, look, he went by the book. <clears throat> Instead okay. of look, instead of going by the rules of the jungle, which is what we're in, when you have two attorney generals who are criminals, uh, when you have an, an administration like the Obama administration that corrupted the uh, intelligence agencies to use them against the political opposition during an election year, um, you can't compare that to I, Sessions. He went by the you know by the book. He he had. Uh, whatever, he met with the Russian ambassador at a cocktail party. I mean, he should have ignored that. Well, yeah, but I mean, everybody bumped up against that them, guy. Uh, yeah. That's nothing comparable to what the Democrats But But I guess, and, and I do think that he went by the rule, and, and, and if he was going to do that, which I agree with President Trump, he knew in advance he was going to, then you just don't take the job. Because what he did was he handed a blank check over to a corrupt Mueller, Rosenstein, McCabe, Strzok, uh, you know, so then, you know, um, yeah, Mueller, you know, Mueller, Mueller, you know. Probably Ray. Probably the yeah. new one. Yeah, exactly. Point, Trump appointed. Yeah, the, the rot is very, very deep and widespread. It was going to take years, and, what, it, and we'll take the you know the people supporting Trump. Trump, the Democrats have to be you know smashed in the 2018 elections, and then again in 2020 for this country to have any hope. Yeah. of draining the swamp or even partially draining. It. Yeah, and looking forward to 2018. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, what do you think will happen now that, you know, the, the toothpaste is out of the tube, to use a really old cliche? Sessions did recuse himself. That gave us Mueller. Here we are. What are your predictions for the Mueller investigation? Trump is not going to make any attempts to fire him. Um, it's clear, though, that this investigation, that no matter what it unter- uncovers in terms of crimes of the Democrats, that's not going to go anywhere. What do you predict for that uh, investigation and going forward? And how do you see that playing out? I, mean, I wouldn't have predicted anything that happened in the last year, so I don't know <laughs> predict what's going to happen in the next year. I I don't think that they can take Trump down, right? uh, which is the most important thing. Well, that was it was all about. Without Trump, it's just going to revert to normal. There are no Republicans. Where are the Republicans who who have the spine to fight like Trump? Where are the fighters in the Republican camp? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Devin Nunes is doing a really good job now. He is. Um, um, Trey Gowdy used you know, to be the one that was Trey, considered. Yeah. Uh, well, to me, he's all he's all barking no bite. They're going to revert, you know. They all are under this spell of, uh, uh, you know, of, of what's appropriate, uh, and they let terrible, terrible crimes go by. Mm-hmm. You know, Obama killed as the blood of half a million of Syrians and Iraqis on his hands. The, the Christian community, oldest Christian community in the world in Iraq, was wiped out because of Obama. Mm-hmm. He, he's the one who messed up the Middle East. He's the one who has allowed this maniac in North Korea to develop ballistic missiles to where they can reach the United mm-hmm. States. He's the one who uh, put a, a, a crimp in our missile defense, right. slowed it down. The guy is a traitor. The Absolutely. President of the United States and everybody walks around on eggshells around him. And, you know, when they talk about Trump's lies, 
Trump exaggerates. Everybody knows he oversells things and he talks loosely. Obama lied about war and peace. He is the one who said uh, uh, Osama bin Laden is dead and uh, Al Qaeda is on the run to win the 2012 election. Not only that, excuse, excuse me for interrupting before I have to let you go. Not, I'm glad you brought up Obama and his crimes because and the Republican Party walking on eggshells, tiptoeing around him and Hillary. Let's remind everybody yet again and going back to 2012 that uh, he that not only did he lie about um, everything that you just talked about in Syria and other things, but let's let's remind everybody about Benghazi and about how they did nothing to try to help Americans that were under siege in a preventable. Uh, they killed them. It was a terrorist attack. Was, they were running guns uh, to Al-Qaeda, is what they were doing. That's the mission that they were on, yeah. and that's backfired on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary denied them security. And then when when the fight was on, they did nothing. Yes. Uh, but, you know, other and then they and, But then they went and lied to the American the people. important legislation in 50, or, I mean, I don't remember when Medicare went through. But uh, Obamacare mm-hmm. lied, yeah. lied that you could keep your doctor, lied that it would lower costs, lied that you could keep your plan. And when I say lie, they knew they were not telling the truth. When Trump says that, you know, he, he would have been elected except for the illegals that voted for Hillary, he doesn't know what the truth is there, and neither do his critics, because there's <laughs> there's never been a survey, an investigation of how many illegals are voting. And I live in a state. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I am going to be part of the exodus from California because it's a, it's, it's, what can I call it? It's a communist state. Yeah, it is. And, gonna, yeah, and it's... Declare a war on... All right. Well, David Harwitz, thank you so much for being here. He also wrote the book Big Agenda. Next time I have him on, I got to get him to talk a little bit about his scorecard for Donald Trump and how he did uh, so far against the book The Big Agenda. David Harwitz, thanks so much for being here. All right. I'm hearing some doggies, some fur babies in the background. Someday soon, maybe maybe since I'm going to be live from 6 to 7 and most, most everybody will be gone at the station, maybe I can start bringing my baby Bowen. You can be the official AK mascot. Yeah, maybe, right? All right, so we're going to take a break. Dynamite dog. <laughs> Dynamite on four, four paws. Ooh, getting even <laughs> That's my baby. Are you doing anything fun for New Year's? Um, I'm going to be hanging out with my little bicycle club, the 1904 right, Cruisers. We're cool. going to be out at a ranch in like San Isidro. That's cool. Although, although we're recording the show post-New Year's. For post-New Year's, but you know what? That's okay. Because everybody on Facebook knows what we're doing. This show is pre-recorded. I had a great time last night. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. I had a great time, too, staying home. Because see, I don't go out on New Year's anymore. You want to know why? Because years ago, I tried to be cool. I was going to go to this big party in San Diego. Uh, we got a taxi to, to plan, took a taxi there, had it scheduled to come get us and take us home. Then it got a DUI while we were in the backseat of the taxi. Oh, yeah. True story. The cops come, drop us off. We're like, okay, y'all going to take us home? Because we weren't that far from our house at that point. And they're like, no, we're going to take you. They took it. The cops took us to a 7-Eleven and dumped us off. So at 1.30 in the morning, we're trying to get a taxi on New Year's Eve. So I stay at home now. At least you were safe and took a taxi. Too bad that taxi wasn't safe. Exactly. So. You know, nowadays, a lot of places <laughs> are giving out uh, bars and stuff, are giving out uh, vouchers for Lyft and Uber. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, there's a new law coming up, I think, in, in California, uh, 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 
coming up in, in 2018. We're going to have to, we're going to be taking some shows in the next couple, couple days actually talking about that. There's so many new laws in San Diego and in California and nationally people need to be aware of. Mo- nobody ever tells you what are the new laws. And then before you know it, you're, you're finding yourself in violation. I mean, that's how regulated we are as a nation and as, and as a country. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to pick it up on the other side. We're going to say goodbye to, we're saying goodbye to 2018 and hello 2018. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Uh, before the break, we were talking about maybe some new laws coming up in 2018. Um, there's a couple of new laws. Of course, marijuana in California is officially legal, um, except that you're, now um, you can smoke it, you can buy it or whatever, but they're expecting you to not smoke it anywhere outside your home. Of course, you know, everybody knows that, um, you know, um, pot smokers are just going to obey that law, right? I mean, I can't go to my favorite beach spot in La Jolla. As soon as it was passed, even before it became a law, just as soon as it passed on the books, I mean, I can't even go to my favorite beach spot, you know, without, you know, everybody, you know, smoking pot everywhere. what Ocean Beach will be like. I know. Can you imagine? So some of the new laws, um, of course, in the state of California, even though they jammed us, including with Republican help, they jammed us on um, an increase in gasoline, the gas tax. I think it. I think it's what eighteen percent, or gas prices went up eighteen cents a gallon. I don't remember exactly. I try to block some of these things out. It's so hideous. Uh, however, even that which was passed supposedly to pay for infrastructure and potholes in California, they're going to be jacking up our our car registration fees. It's going to be based on the value of your vehicle. Again, got to punish the people who have a little bit of money, and uh, that's to that's for the tax infrastructure, the TFE tax. Um, That's a new law that's coming out. Um, Also a new law that's coming out, I think this may be a national law in 2018 that employers have to be aware of, is that now uh, men and women who have a kid have to be allowed, I think, up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave. And I immediately think to myself of all the times when I worked in corporate America to where single friends of mine wanted to take, you know, an extended leave of absence, maybe to go and, you know, take care of a family member or to take care of family business. Or maybe they just wanted to, you know, I worked in some really incredibly high stress environments. And so, you know, sometimes friends of mine would be like, you know what, in order to keep up this pace, we only get two weeks of vacation a year. Maybe I want to take a short term leave of absence. And and you know what, we don't get this benefit. So, again, you know, it, it seems as though the more laws we have, the more it's 
about um, picking and choosing winners and losers. It's about government regulations over our lives and over our businesses. Um, you know, you would think that with the Republican, both party you know, uh, Republicans having full control, we wouldn't have so much of this. Um, but I think that as one of the things that we found for President Trump uh, taking office is that I think that we found that the swamp – it is far deeper than we thought, as I said, and it includes both parties. I think it's he has exposed uh, the rhinos in the party, and it's made it tough to get some of the legislation passed that the Republicans have been promising. Joining me now is Russell Berman from The Atlantic. He's written an article about uh, this, such, this very such topic, that now that the Republicans have finally gotten a good piece of legislation through, some people have some quibbles with it, the tax reform, what's next for the Republican Party? Joining me to discuss that is Russell Berman. Hey, Russell, welcome to the Andrea show. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, I was just laying out some of the new laws happening in California around the nation that are all about picking and choosing winners and losers, gigging us, jacking us on taxes, uh, controlling businesses and individuals. Gee, you would think with Republicans controlling, uh, not here in California, but controlling um, both houses of Congress, that as soon as Trump got elected, we'd have low taxes everywhere. We'd have Obamacare repeal and replaced with something free market based. Um, that hasn't happened. We've gotten tax reform. What happens next? So that's a, a subject of debate in, in between the Republican leaders uh, in Congress. Uh, Paul Ryan, uh, Speaker of the House, he wants to move quickly on to entitlement reform and welfare reform, which is two issues that he's been talking about for years. Um, that would be uh, perhaps implementing work requirements for welfare programs like food stamps, potentially for Medicaid as well. Uh, as you know, the Republicans tried to uh, to rein in and cut Medicaid in the health care bill that did not pass. Um, and so they're looking to make another try at that. Excuse me for interrupting, because I feel like that's a really important point. Because what are the Republicans asking for here, at least Paul Ryan in the House? They're asking for welfare to be transactional. Didn't we already have that? Actually, wasn't it Bill Clinton, a Democrat, with a Republican-controlled Congress that actually made welfare uh, transactional-based? Why are we now having to re-argue that? How did we go from that, in which we cut welfare and actually more people ended up with work, now having to back to, to argue to make it transactional again? Well, the Republicans are, try, are, are talking about applying that principle to more programs than okay. uh, what the, the ones that were okay. um, affected. There's a number of, wealth, of programs that you would call welfare, and the one that they're talking about principally now is the food stamp program, which okay. was not a part of the uh, the uh, Bill Clinton initiative. Oh, I see. I understand. You know what? I like they they need to do that because and I've and I've taken some heat from this on Facebook and uh, because I kind of a little resentful when I'm behind you know the line at the checkout. I'm just going to say this and I'm seeing somebody using EBT you know to buy you know some really high price. I can't even afford to go in and buy king crab legs. Okay, at, or salmon at twenty dollars a pound. Okay, and I'm seeing people use EBT for that. Sorry for the rant. Carry on. Uh, and so the debate is is Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, he's dealing with, he's going to have a smaller majority in the Senate next year, just 51-49 because of the uh, victory by Doug Jones in Alabama, the, de- the Democrat there. Um, and so he's talking about we need to, to move to a more bipartisan uh, approach in 2018. It's an election year. He doesn't really want to take on these uh, partisan issues, which you know, Democrats do not have an interest in talking about entitlement reform or welfare reform, because they see that as when, when Republicans say reform, Democrats see the word cuts. 
Um, and so they're not interested in that. And so Mitch McConnell says, you know, is talking about let's move toward infrastructure. Let's talk about a uh, solution for the, the dreamers and uh, in, in the Im- immigration area. Okay, um, so, and so. Sorry, sorry, Russell. I got I got to interject here. I'm so glad you wrote this article because it really makes it clear to the American people and Republican voters exactly what's going wrong. Because, and I don't know where you stand politically, and I thank you for for you know this article. But this is what makes conservatives like me want to jab ourselves in the pen with in the eyeball with a pen because we have we're now into an election year and without most of the Republican stated platform and agenda completed, and now they're worried about the elections. They had the opportunity to get every bit of this done last year, and now he's worried and. First of all, he's worried McConnell is because he's he, he, the majority is shrinking. Why? Maybe if they had supported Roy Moore. Where are Moore's accusers right now? They're no longer on CNN. They haven't filed any lawsuits anywhere. I haven't seen one shred of evidence. So McConnell and the rest of the GOPE throw him under the bus and shrink the majority. And now McConnell conveniently has a, an excuse to basically let the Democrats control the agenda. Well, the Democrats don't want what we want. So we're going to do what the Democrats want. I tell you, I, I want to state right here again what the GOP needs to do if they care about reelections in 2018 or 2020 is fulfill their campaign promises, not hand the agenda over to the Democrats who were not elected to have the majority. That's just my opinion, Russell. Sorry, for, I got I got to interject with my opinion as as you take us through what's going on. No, that's all right. I think one of the issues, and, and I've written about this before, is that Republicans may have set the expectations uh, too high earlier in the year. They never had a very big majority in the Senate, and of course, the, they haven't gotten rid of the filibuster. So on most legislation, uh, they don't have the votes to do what mm-hmm. they want to do uh, in the Senate. And of course, the, you know, one less vote is going to make it that much harder, but uh, they need 60 votes to do a lot of these things. Remember when you know Democrats uh, had all the power eight years ago, they had 60 votes in the Senate. They had a much bigger House majority as well. So, um, you know, Republicans promised a lot earlier in the year, and, and, and President Trump was part of that. Um, and it's possible they might have uh, set the expectations for their uh, voters a, a little high. Well, but they didn't. Ha- they don't have to keep it at, at 60. They could get rid of the filibuster and take it to a straight majority. They don't want to because they, they, they always want to have the Republicans always want to have an excuse to not fulfill their campaign promises. And and I'm also I got and, and I'm glad you brought up the point expectations because I did a show. I think it was immediately after President Trump won the election on expectations. I did the whole show on it. Coming out of corporate America and corporate saleswoman, I'm a nut about setting proper expectations. Because when you fail to deliver, people are going to be really hot and they need to be really concerned about that going into 2018 because that's why an outsider was brought in to be the Republican candidate for president because they're tired of failed promises. And so he doesn't get any excuse, in my opinion, by, um, you know, laying out too big of expectations because the American people aren't buying the excuses. They could do a straight majority. And they just don't want to. And even right now, they've got enough. They have a majority. They do not have to let the Democrats set the agenda. They're supposed to be representing the will of the people. And I'm wondering if you've heard anything about what's going to happen. I I think you talk about in your article that Paul Ryan has indicated he's signaling he may not be back. What do you think is going to end up happening with McConnell? Because Republicans Uh, are a little tired of him. Right. In the Senate, uh, among the Senate Republicans who elect him, uh, internally, uh, he is remains in very strong p- position. There's really no hope uh, in the short term of him being toppled. Um, the, the thing that might topple him is if Republicans lose the Senate majority next year, which is possible given their loss in Alabama. And if he loses the majority, uh, you know, it'll be a compound loss because he may that that may be enough to, to get him out as the party leader. Where do you see Trump in all this? 
Um, Trump is gonna is gonna be very important in setting the agenda. You know, we're we're looking forward to the State of the Union address early next year, and he's talked about doing infrastructure. He's talked about doing a bipartisan type of bill there, but he's also talked about what Paul Ryan wants, which is welfare uh, reform. And so I think everybody's kind of waiting to see what is he going to put his weight behind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they're not going to be able to, to do everything uh, in the, after the first few months of the year. Everybody's just going to be talking about the upcoming election. And so uh, you're not going to see a whole lot of legislating after the first few months of the year if history is a guide. Right. Well, I, uh, word is that he's going to be coming here to San Diego. He's going to be visiting the wall prototypes. That was his key um, campaign promise of his that he was going to build a wall. And, and as, as somebody who's lived in this border town, when I first moved to San Diego years ago, my mother worked for an administrative law judge who, who heard cases prosecuting businesses for what they called knowing hires. That office doesn't even exist anymore. My mother told me at that time, by the year 2000, every uh, California citizen would be supporting 10 uh, families uh, of illegals. And that's exactly where we're at. It is destroying this, this state. And uh, don't let anybody out there tell you that walls don't work. Of course, we know that. And that's why President Obama built one around his house that he, that he just bought in D.C. So I'm really looking forward to President Trump coming here and visiting and looking at these prototypes. That wall needs to be built. Oh, they say that walls don't work. Um, you know, uh, those are the same people that tell us that sanctuary cities make us safer. And they absolutely don't. Um, Russell, thank you so much for being here on the Andrea K Show. It's your first time to be here. How can people read more of your work and get to know you a little bit more? Uh, well, they can go to theatlantic.com uh, or they can follow me on Twitter at Russell Berman. All right. It, uh, any predictions for 2018 that you want to share? You're kind of a straight-up guy. I don't think you're going to predict anything for me here. Uh, I think it's going to be a close election in the midterms. I don't think that the Republicans are going to make a serious run at doing this uh, welfare or entitlement reform. I think uh, Mitch McConnell is going to win this debate um, internally, but uh, we'll have to see. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here, Russell. I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy New Year. You too. Um, You know, it's funny because as I was reading Russell's article before he came on the show, I came across one that Clarion – you guys know that Ryan Morrow has been on the show many times. He's got the Clarion organization and – and um, they're a nonpartisan group, but they, they do some incredible work in fighting radical Islam. And he and, and Ryan Morrow's written a great article. Actually, it was written by Elliot Friedland on Ryan's uh, Clarion Project uh, site. And it's about how Trump is saving Western civilization. And it's a really fascinating article because he talks about the 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 greatest thing that President Trump has done for us. Right now, everybody's doing an autopsy on 2017. He only had one major big piece of legislation, tax reform, but he's done so much by way of rolling back regulations that have freed up. You look at the stock market. You know, I, I talked a lot about uh, St. Saint, uh, old St. Saint Trump last week in the Christmas presents. One of the reasons, one of the, and those are some of the specifics and things that he's done. But what I loved about this article on Clarion is he talks about how Trump, what, how Trump has done what he's done and the bigger picture ways that he's done it. it, it he talks about that basically there's something called, there's a, a political phenomenon known as the Overton window. And what that means is, is that both parties and Washington and even the media types around it tend to discuss everything about politics within this little box uh, that was the Overton window by a guy named jo- Joe Overton. And that's why you'll hear every debate, whether it's on welfare reform, taxes or whatever, or terrorism, it's all about tinkering with in uh, issues and policies and, and details within a window. 
And but they never, for example, you hear debates on how to how to like Al's going to be on to talk about taxes a little bit down the road. But and you know, it's about taking this this tax deductible here, tweaking a little bit here versus breaking through the Overton window would be uh, going to a flat tax. What Trump has done, he says, that is going to save Western civilization in this nation is he has thrown a brick through that window. He is somebody who's willing to – he's not partisan. This is why so many hated him as he was in, in, in the primaries and as he got the nomination because they knew he was somebody who was going to throw a brick through that through that Overton window. And he continues to try to do that all the time. It's why they couldn't figure him out in the primaries. It's why the left couldn't beat him in the general election. It's why they've got this Mueller investigation going to try to take him down because he has thrown – thrown a brick through this Overton window, and he is trying to take every discussion and every debate and every policy and get it out. And and maybe and maybe the tax reform didn't look as outside the Overton window with um, something as, as radical as a flat tax, but at least he's he's broken the glass of that Overton window, and we are now allowed. And this is one of the things that's really important that, that this article talks about. We are now allowed to discuss things in a way, in a more open and honest way that we weren't before because the left really did a good job of, of keeping us, of actually closing in that window and telling us that we weren't allowed to be honest and say certain things like talk about radical Islam and the threat that we face. And we couldn't talk about certain issues without being called a racist or homophobe or xenophobe. And, and to, to me, I love this article. I, I'm kind of a macro thinker anyway, but I love what this says. Trump is at least doing everything that he can to save Western civilization by throwing a brick through the window. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got some other things to talk about as we go and say goodbye to 2017 and go into 2018 here on The Andrea K Show. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me saying goodbye to 2017 and hello 2018. And you know you know what I would like to, to see for 2018? This I don't know about you, DJ Carrot Sticks, but I would love a 2018 where I don't hear Ed Sheeran anymore. I've been struggling to get my voice back for the past week. I would love to see Ed Sheeran lose his voice and never have to hear the shape of you ever come on the radio again. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't. What are you looking forward to happen in 2018? That's a great question. Um, I have some good things for the city of San Diego. I, I think, yeah. you know, it's it's been rough for us the last couple of years mm-hmm. as far as, 
you know, the um, the Filner scandal, the Chargers. Um, yeah. So I'm looking for, I, I don't know what it is, but maybe some more roads being repaired. But I'm looking for good things for the city of San Diego. Well, I'm hoping that some good things for the city of San Diego will happen when we start getting some some actual enforcement. When we when we uh, build that wall, get that done. That first and foremost, that's going to give a lot of jobs and a lot of revenue to some contractors down there. Hat tip to them for the fact that they're willing to do that because the state was threatening them. Um, and but it's funny you should mention the NFL because it seems that they. For the good of the fans, supposedly 2017 is going to be remembered for a lot of things. I I put my top three things on Facebook. By the way, thanks to everybody out there uh, who's who's watching and following on on Facebook Live. Hey, Jonathan Patrick and Alan Ballou. Love you too, Shigaroo. Hey, James Parsons and Dan Perry made a good point. A stock market may just get over 25,000 before 2018. That would be absolutely amazing. We have had two straight quarters of 3% growth. Did not have that once in, in 2018 and in, in the t- entire eight years that Obama was in office, his legacy will be one of many things. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza correctly said that at the end of Obama's term, he will have militarily and economically neutered America. And that's exactly what he did. He's the only president in history that had no quarter of 3% growth. We already have it. So one of my predictions for 2018 or one of my standouts for 2017 was the comeback kid making America have a comeback. Imagine the benefits once, once a lot of these benefits from the tax plan. I'm not a fan of some of the things, but just the corporate benefits alone are going to absolutely have benefits for this country. So I'm looking for 2018 across the board, every state from San Diego and beyond to have a better year economically, more jobs, uh, more money in our pockets. And here, here's something the left needs to understand. Y'all need to understand this out there on the left. They all said that we were going to die. We all going to die if net neutrality went away. They said we were all going to die if the Obamacare mandate went away or if Obamacare went away. Now they said we were all going to die if this tax plan went through. Let me explain something to you Democrats. Nobody ever died from having more money in their checking account because they paid less taxes. Okay, y'all heard it from me here first. But 2017 will also be remembered uh, for the year in which Hollywood forever, I was the first person that I remember saying this, Hollywood forever lost any aspect of any moral voice that it had for anything politically and social justice with the revelations that came out with the Harvey Weinstein. It's done Put a nail in it. And in, in regards, then you expand that to the entertainment industry. The NFL has pretty much cooked its own books and uh, committed a little bit of suicide. In fact, they just came out and said, though, they had to lie, though. They canceled their New Year's Eve game, and they said they did it for the good of the fans because they felt that it would be more fair. All the games have playoff implications, and it would be better that uh, they all were played at the same time. That's a bunch of hooey. Y'all know that the NFL canceled that game because ain't nobody really watching the NFL anymore. I mean, there's still some diehard fans. Uh, but you know nobody's really watching the NFL anymore. Down nine percent. <clears throat> Down nine percent. It's a lot. That is a lot. That is huge. That's buku. That's buku bucks. It, and you look at the, the pictures of the stands. Ain't nobody in them. It's kind of sad. Uh, but meanwhile, that's going on. They re up Roger Goodell. You know, here are these liberals taking a knee against this evil, evil American capitalist system. Meanwhile, let's continue to give Roger Goodell fifteen twenty mils a year. For, for destroying for destroying one of one America's greatest industries of all time. And oh, by the way, they still get their taxism status. I don't know, my man Al, the OG. This Bacoli of taxes is back with me now. I'm wondering if he can tell me if the NFL is still has a, a, the 5031C or whatever it is, taxism status. It never has. It never has. That's a myth? No. That's an urban legend? No. There's... Uh 
there's about there's more than thirty five hundred one c categories. Okay. And five hundred one c three is for uh, tax exempts, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, NFL is not one of them. Oh, okay. Well, they've got well they've got a five hundred one three c. No. Uh, they don't. Oh, you mean they 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 wouldn't have their own five hundred one c three. Okay. 501c3 is the term. Okay. Well, we were talking about Hollywood. Here's what's interesting now that my man, Al, is Oh, here. it's not like I actually know. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to take a little break, Al. You're late, by the way, Al. He's late, by the way. But we're going to take a little break and we come back. We're going to talk more with Al on the other side of the break. I'm kind of sounding like Al. I sound like you today, Al. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Glad to have my friend, my old buddy, Al Arias. You already have a headset on, baby. Why are you putting a second one on? <laughs> well, I can hear her. DJ Carrot Sticks needs to snap a pic of that. You're twice as good. I'm just being Al. <laughs> you are being Al. I love it. Um um, and thank you for being here, by the way. Al kind of rallied because, you know, I, I was supposed to have him on early, you know, for the last show, but then my voice was out. It's still not 100% back. So then I messaged Al and I said, can you come on in uh, today? Hey, people scrambling at the end of the year to pay their property taxes in California to uh, because of this new tax reform. People panicking. Uh, here in California. Um, I think that overall, I think the tax plan is a good one because I think across the board, the, the overall effect for America will be good. I do think that, that, um, uh, there are a few items kind of through, through some Californians under the bus, I think. And, and I, I think overall we're still going to be okay from a general standpoint. I'm a low tax for everybody person. I don't like the idea of picking and choosing winners and losers, uh, which this bill does. Um, well, the, every the, bill does. Every bill does. 
Um, however, um, I still think it's good if for no other reason than it does it does give a tax cut across the board for everybody. Double the standard deductions, double the the child tax credit. It's going to take away some other stuff, but I think overall it's going to be good, especially taking away the corporate taxes. Here's what um, here's what none other than the most successful Hollywood director. He's got a movie coming out. I actually plan to go see it now. He's this guy's no longer on my list. Ridley Scott, the Ridley Scott. Um, he's got a movie coming out about the Getty hit kidnapping. He was asked um, at a presser. Of course, they had to. They they thought they were going to suck him into bashing Trump and bashing the tax plan by asking him about it. <clears throat> they said there's a lot of commentary in this film about the value of human life and class struggles and the role of wealth. You know, how do you feel about that this time in America? And he's like, well, let's talk about this tax bill. He says. People are saying uh, they're doing it for the wealthy class, um, but uh, you're, uh, they're going to get growth and people will get employed because businesses – he goes on to explain the businesses are going to take that extra 15 percent and put it back in. Right? Duh. <laughs> of course. That's it. That's your expertise answer. It's like the leading tax firm in San Diego. I get duh. I get a duh. I agree. There's the Spicoli of taxes. Yeah, it's uh, we have the history of 1986 and even the 1960s with uh, J- JFK. So um, the, all this denial that's going on by the left uh, is hard to understand, especially when they say, well... You know, the middle class is going to get a tax break, but it's not permanent. It should have been permanent. Well, they can make it permanent anytime <laughs> they want. Of course they can. So they didn't participate. They wouldn't participate. And now when something good happens, they're trying to um, disavow the good, that it's not permanent. Oh, it's good, but it's not permanent. Well, I mean, welcome to what make what kind of an argument is that? Well, what, it's the kind of argument that proves that it actually is a good bill. And even well, though there's course. some elements that aren't perfect, Well, no, I, I'm not saying – I'm not going so far as to say that it's a good bill uh, because it is an outrageously complex bill that we layered complexity on top of complexity. Baby, be glad for that because otherwise why would anybody need you? Well, they do need me. I was going to recite – an interesting one where uh, I'm just dealing with a case. Uh, We've where, only got a few minutes left, baby. Narr- get, well, it's a quick one. Okay. $600,000 capital gain, and you end up paying less than $20,000 in total income taxes because of the way the law works. And it's just all to uh, planning genius mm-hmm. that you make everything fall in the right categories and produce Okay. An outrageously desirable result. And this is going to be more possible. Is it legal or i got to shut down the Facebook it's Live legal. and stop recording? It's right? going to be more possible under the new law. Okay. All right. Because now we have still other buckets mm-hmm. of taxability. And so there's going to be even more posturing to fall into the right bucket mm-hmm. to get the desired result. Awesome. Well, we got to leave it there, but you're going to be back in 2018 to help us continue to, as things flush out and people start to learn more about oh, it. I'm looking forward to it. Happy right. New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Okay, it is time for the Andrea K. Shea, Award, K. Shea, Andrea K. Show Awards. Uh, Hero of the Year. He, well, I don't know. Hero of the Year is Donald Trump. 
clearly because this was a man who's lost money in stepping in is finding himself in the middle of a criminal investigation. I mean, the guy who does that, he could be off owning an island somewhere. And instead, he is trying to say Western civilization, as He's I talked about. the corner in popularity. He, he, of course he is. And they don't. that's something else the left doesn't want to admit, that his poll numbers are equal to what Obama's were at this time. And this is with him getting 95% bad media coverage on top of an, an investigation where they're trying to prove uh, all kinds of crap. So, you know, Maybe really he's... Maybe the overall, the tweets work. Exactly. Um, I don't really have a stink of the year, except maybe it would be the media or maybe it's Hollywood and the entertainment industry for the exposure of them being complete hypocrites. Um, to me, the stink is starting to come in the form of jumping the shark with the sexual harassment stuff. The latest is Joy Via, who it has, um, a, who's contemplating a congressional run. Trump supporter who's come out on, on the latest with some unfounded allegations against Corey Lewandowski. And it's like, you know what? Um, the, the movement of every allegation is automatically meant to be to believed is an affront to this nation. It will do harm to women. It's already affected our elections in this country, and that is a major stink to us. That is subversion, subverting our, our, our system of being guilty first and innocent later. Hey, I'm out of time, but I'm going to be right back here tomorrow night because I'm daily now, 6 to 7. Join me every day right here at 6 o'clock on AM 1170, The Answer. Love you all. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com